Brought to you by Disclaimer. Please do not email us about the historical inaccuracies we are sure to make. We are not historians. We are idiots. Make Fun Network. Hi, and welcome to Anachronismo. I'm Max. I'm Jackie. And today's special guest is Amancio. Thank, thank you for having me back. I feel like we should say your name like we say Anachronismo. Amancio. Amancio. That's fun. That is fun. Thank you. Max. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> I think you could do it for mine. Jacqueline. <laughs> so, Amancio, you're joining us to yes. talk about a very special person in history. Uh, uh, yes, Elizabeth Bathory, the most prolific female serial killer in all of recorded history. She was the one who bathed in blood, right? Uh, that is a story that came out after her And is 100% factually accurate. That I choose to believe it's true. Yeah. Uh, Dinging on the uh, on the bars, being like, "Can I get my bloodbath now?" Yes, exactly. <laughs> the jury's kind of out on that. I think I, I I think it happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent sure. I'm like ninety two percent. No doubt in my mind. That lady done bathed in blood. I I want to I want to say yes. So I'm saying yeah. yes. The poster on my wall that says "I want to believe" just has a big old picture of a bathtub full of blood. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I'll be talking about Project A119, where the United States plans to nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke, nuke the, the moon. moon. I've nuke never heard of this before. I'm very nuke excited. Nuke the moon. Nuke Through the, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we would be in a lot of trouble for multiple reasons if oh, we did that. So many, so many reasons. It's a terrible reason, idea to destroy the moon. But just oh. nuking it, not so bad. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we get to nuking the moon, uh, how about you take us away with Elizabeth Bathory, yes. who did not nuke the moon. She did not nuke the moon, not for want of trying. Uh, <laughs> as I said, she's considered to be the most prolific female serial killer in history. Uh, the upper estimate of her number of victims is purported to be 650. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, that comes from a, a journal of hers that no one outside of the person who arrested her which was her cousin, has seen. So uh, that number seems a little implausible. Other sources number her victims to be somewhere in the 30s, while still gruesome, a lot more uh, believable, I would say. I don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> how is she going to fill a bathtub over and over and over with just 30 people? Uh, you might be surprised how much uh, blood is in the body of one person. Max. Not enough to take a whole bath in. Like no. A, like, a, like a sponge bath, sure. Right. Anyone can sponge bath in eight pints of blood. When you picture a 16th century noble woman, do you not picture a uh, sponge bath? No, because I'm not a bathing? fucking pervert, Amancio. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm uh, being very hostile to you, being very nice. Our no, first I... guest who came on the show ever, and now... Uh... I-, I was the first guest. You were the first guest. I-, I thought I was the second. Was Phil first? You're right. Phil Jaffe was the first. You were the second guest. Well, I take that back. Fuck you. <laughs> we owe you nothing. <laughs> I'm just here because I want to talk about history. <laughs> and murder. <laughs> the cross-section for this is enormous. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's a lot of murder. Uh, it's a lot of history. Now, and a lot of murder. True. Now, as you might imagine, a person who became a serial killer, you, you probably think that they saw a lot of violence in their early life. And you would be right. Yes. As a as a small child, probably not even in the double digits yet, she witnessed a thief's execution. They did not just outright kill this poor, unfortunate soul. What they ended up doing was they took a horse, slid it open. Okay. Put the man inside the horse. Okay. Up to his neck. Mm-hmm. Sewed the horse back up. Seems reasonable so far. Put it into the sun. Where's the twist coming? And this man basically baked to death inside of a horse. Really puts that scene on Hoth into perspective, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, so when you watch your uh, your dad punish a thief like that, among other cruel 
petty things, it, I think that kind of twists you a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. That's a pretty bad way to go. Yeah. Also, like it just a, seems like a waste of a horse. Yeah. yeah. The horse was alive? It started out alive. Okay. And they sliced it open, uh, killing it. One and hopes. turned it into an oven. I mean, it was probably alive for a little bit while they were stuffing this man inside of it. For... Did the horse commit a crime? No. No. It's an innocent horse. Innocent, innocent horse. Uh, so, did the guy start like making the horse corpse around and walk around on its, on its hooves? I doubt he could move it. Uh, the, when I pictured the scene, um, I pictured the horse being... Um, Held down. Yeah. Held down, and then after uh, it had been sewn up, it was on its side, probably unable to move. Cool. <laughs> so that scenario is a very harsh reality. Yeah. So an equally harsh reality. I just checked the records. And Amatsu was actually our third guest. <laughs> which wow. is devastating. Death by horse. Wow. We're finding out you're number three. <laughs> let's, let's have them compare. I'm, who, was, who was the second guest? Kate. Oh, yeah, my now fiance, Kate. I am not going to pretend to not be disappointed, but I'm, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you'd be happy for me for getting engaged. I am happy for you. <laughs> I'm just not taking the news well of being bumped down the list in real time. That's fair. That's fair. Given a few minutes, I'd probably be able to muster a, at least a facsimile of happiness, but right now... That's, that's a little harsh. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> well, while you're trying to muster that facsimile, tell us more about Elizabeth Speaking Patrick. of harsh. Well, I have to wonder, was the man somewhat short? How long is the torso of a horse? I, you know, I also had that See, question. and I inside the ribs? I'm logistically confused. Well, which way was he in? Because, okay, here's the thing. If he's put in head-to-head, right, where his head is below the horse's head, he's not getting any air out of there, right? So because he... there's too, there's too long to breathe. But if he's put in head-to-tail... There's a chance he's getting some foul air from the wrong end. I hadn't even considered that he was his head was inside. It wasn't. They had him up to the neck. Oh. oh. Okay. Is that better or worse? I I would think you would drown if you were head first. Right. Right. But that seems kinder. It does. It does. That's why they didn't do that. What did he steal? I I couldn't find out exactly what it was that he stole. It had to have been good. Probably stole a horse. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he stole that horse. <laughs> oh. Oh, again, the innocent victims. Terrible. Uh, speaking of harsh, she got engaged really early. She was 12 or 13 to a, a another noble named Ferenc Nadasdi. Before their marriage, though, she uh, became pregnant by someone else. A horse? Not a horse, a man. Uh, another... Okay. Another minor noble. I'm just looking for themes. <laughs> oh, there's a theme here. <laughs> uh, so she, they, they eventually married a couple years later. She was about 15, and he was probably, he was, he was like 20. Uh, but her child, they had been hidden away for a year or so, and then they just pretended that this child was the result of their union. The child's father, the the baby daddy, uh, Nadasdi, uh, had him castrated and torn apart by wild dogs. Wow. Wow. So it's I mean, harsh, harsh world. A very harsh world. Uh, what country is this again? Hungary. Hungary. How did they find the wild dogs? Did they just have wild dogs for this purpose? They kind of did. Or did they go to wild dogs? Okay, so that, but here's the thing: if you keep wild dogs, those are tame dogs. Well, unless you uh, are not taking care of them. Point to you, Amancio. Bumming them up the list again. <laughs> Thank you. Although we can't go back in time and change the order in which I appeared on your show. No, but we, we do talk. We well, can change the order of the episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm, I could go back and change the order of the episodes. Especially with Apple's new policy that you can't have episode numbers on episodes anymore. <laughs> Why? I did not know that. That seems know. like chaos. Metrics. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so Nadasdi, uh, he was a, a career soldier. Mm-hmm. He was known as the Black Knight of Hungary, also known for his cruelty, not towards his wife, but towards uh, the opposing armies. He practiced impalement, hmm. uh, not unlike another uh, Transylvanian who you may have heard of, Vlad Tepes. Uh, Vlad Dracul, yes. Correct. Yes. Vlad the Impaler. So That I mean, dude was mad for impalement. They were mad for impalement, that exactly. That dude had somebody impaled over dinner. So all three of these people- Coming from the same general area, yeah, practicing a lot of impalement, a lot of impalement, absolute cruelty. Uh, yeah, Nadasdi, he died 
1604, mm-hmm. and it was at this point where- Was he impaled? He was not impaled. He died of an unknown disease. Okay. But he had <laughs> was been- it, did, did it come with a lot of like puncturing of the kidneys and liver? Because then it might have been just tiny impalements. Or maybe he was her first victim. No mm. one knows. He was not. He was not home a lot, so it's sources debate whether he knew about what she was doing or she was just doing it while he wasn't home. I have to wonder how big the town was that she could kill up to 600 people. That's the thing. That's why I don't think that that number is that high. So that number comes from a, a, a journal, which was found in her home, but literally no one has had ever seen it. Mm. So can we say that that number is accurate? I would say probably not. Yes, we not. can. I'm going to need some, uh, some thought behind there, <laughs> Max, as to why. One, went hunting out in the forest for yep. people. People out in the forest living out there. No one will miss them. Bam. Impaled. Bam. Bloodbaths. Two. It's a fun number. It's 66 less than 666, which we, as we all know is the number of the beast. It's an important number. I feel like if you're gonna if she's going to do it, she's not going to do it halfway. Three. What else does she have to do with her time? You know, you, you make a lot of good points. Well, yeah. You're making me rethink my stance right now. But uh, as far as her victims go, she started with uh, the surrounding... Townsfolk, the peasants, servants who had been brought into her home using basically whatever you could use to uh, cut and torture someone. So, you know, knives, scissors, hot pokers, branding irons, what have you. Uh, and Feathers, loud music, smiling but weird. I don't think so, Rex. <laughs> she, uh, Back scratchers. She, she cut them and drank their blood. Because she thought that it would help preserve her youth. Did it? She thought so. From pictures I've seen, maybe, perhaps. Eventually, she sort of expanded her horizons, so to speak. Because as in a very important noble woman, other minor nobles, they sent their daughters to learn etiquette from her. And Did she kill them? Or they she did. Murderers? Or did she teach them how to drink blood daintily? Well, she killed most of them. Uh, some of her servants did become accomplices. So why do people keep sending their daughters to her? Well, that's that's the thing. That happened towards the end. We've sent 599 young women to go live with her. Oh, what's one more? Or, you know... Make ma- it a nice round number. Maybe, maybe the actual number is closer to 30. And mo- We've sent 29 yeah. nice young women. 29. Yeah. You notice at that point. Right. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know... Maybe 26, 27 of those were poor servants who, unfortunately, no one will really okay. miss. So we've sent three beautiful daughters to Elizabeth Bathory, and if none of them have returned or sent mail back, oh, they're probably just having such a great time learning so much, they're too busy. Better send a fourth. She seems to be getting results. They're so quiet now. So, uh... uh so pale. <laughs> so very pale. <laughs> so quiet. They're so pale in their letters. <laughs> so uh, six years after these rumors started to intensify, because they were always kind of around, but after her husband's death, they really intensified. So six years after that, which is still kind of a long time, yeah, the the king of Hungary, Matthias II, said, "You know what? Uh, let's send some troops over there and see what's going on." And as the stories go, uh, she tore them apart with vampire strength. No, Max. <laughs> She was arrested by her cousin, found to be in the act of torturing someone at the time. Whoa. If you're going to go out, go out doing what you love. Exactly. (laughs) Torturing people to death and feasting on their blood. She had four accomplices who were put on trial. Three of them were sentenced to death outright. Mm -hmm. A fourth was sentenced to life imprisonment. because she. For the rest of his life? No. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I think he just died in a cell, Mm-mm. which is also pretty bad. Also bad. Yeah. Uh, because she was so important, uh, she was never tried. So what happened to her? They locked- Were they just too afraid? No. they. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a case of fear. It was like, just- I guess we're not going to stay in the family's uh, name any further. So they locked her in one of the rooms in her castle. Uh, she was pretty much walled in. There was only enough room for air and to slide- food back and forth mm-hmm. where she spent the last four years of her life. So she was she was in that room, a windowless room for four years until she died. Jesus. At the age of 54. It's a pretty bad way to go. Mm-hmm. That is a bad way to go. But 
But it's a pretty w- bad way to make other people go too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, everything I've told you, you must take with a, a grain of salt. No, I refuse. You must. It's all of it literal. God's you truth. Must. Do I believe it? Yes, but there are factors we have to consider. The uh, King of Hungary, Matthias II, Matthias II, was a notorious liar. He owed her family money. Oh. Mm. And she also at the time had a, a large degree of power and autonomy, even for a noble woman at the time, which rubbed a lot of people the the wrong way. So uh, she gets walled up in a room. Someone Ki- takes over her estates. Right. King doesn't owe that money. Her cousin, who arrested her, made a deal with her eldest son, was like, we're not going to put your mother on trial and execute her. We're just going to wall her up, but I'm going to take over her estate. Mm. And her her children, she had uh, five of them in total. They all their lands were taken, both their mothers and their fathers. Uh, they were eg- uh, exiled. Most of them went to Poland. Some of them came back, but most did not. So we we do have to wonder how much of this was politically motivated. Getting her out of the way was convenient for a lot of people. So uh, is the thought that she murdered? At least 30 people and this political stuff happened. Or is this another Queen Rana Valona, victim of bad press, woman in power? Power is money. Money is time. Time is money. People want both time, money, and power. They frame a woman with power because they're afraid of her. That's the question we have to ask. Was this all a frame job or was she still a notorious murderer? Did she kill anyone or did she kill a few people? I say that like that's fine. But. Right. Yeah. How much blood was in her system when she died? I I wish I could I wish I could tell you. I wish that question was coherent. <laughs> no, I understood. I wish I could tell you. I'm leaning that way where she probably was a murderer. Yeah. And they uh did use that to imprison her. Again, I don't think she killed 150 plus people. Because that sounds a little implausible. <laughs> Again, this is from a journal that no one has seen except for the cousin who arrested her. So, And she was like, oh, this journal is too evil for anyone's eyes to see. I will, I will throw it into the ocean so that none may be stained. Well, if you choose to believe that, Max, I can't stop you. Okay, good. I, would, I wouldn't try if I could. Maybe the cousin was trying to protect her name, truly. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she, was just, she just had a... Um... A rich fantasy life and decided to get her writing skills in. <laughs> Maybe she was like, finally, I'll get my novel published. Maybe so. About she was... the underappreciated cousin of a rich woman who was also a vampire. <laughs> she did, along with uh, Vlad Tepes, inspire a lot of Bram Stoker's Dracula. So after having heard all this, I think it's you know, it's pretty easy to see why she would help inspire some of those legends. She was also, well, at the time, considered to be a witch or some kind of ghoul, Mm -hmm. some combination of all three of those things. A wool. A wool. A gitch. (laughs) You corning new words? A gitcherderer. A gitcherderer, that's the one. Uh, And to this day, she's still popping up in popular culture. A mature. (laughs) That's the last one. (laughs) It's not. It it shouldn't be. Mm, I'll, I'll keep workshopping it. Just pepper it out throughout the rest of this, please. Mm. <laughs> right. Do you think she added pepper to the blood she drank? I don't she think it. so. I think she drank it straight. I think it was just you know pure, unadulterated. Just take a sip. Glup, glup, glup. Out of a, a, I, I'm, nice, viscous red yeah, liquid. I'm imagining a goblet situation. You know it gets chunky did. pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, were all her victims young ladies? They were. They were all uh, young women, girls. Mm. Was she trying to steal their blood in youth? Yes. Mm. Or, you know, She thought that their blood would help preserve her youth. Did she start looking like them? Like specifically like one or the other after she drank their blood? No. Okay. Uh, okay. From portraits I've seen, she looked like herself throughout. Okay. Well, there's that theory out the window. Uh, portrait's a portrait, though. It, That's fair. It's not 100% proof of Could anything. Could have been painted in fear. It's true. Of her wonderful powers. <laughs> painted in blood. Maybe. Probably That's, not. That's gross. Yeah. But possibly accurate. Definitely accurate. <laughs> Add enough pigment to anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, man. If you could drink a lot of something to gain some of its properties, what would you Tea. pick? Oh, man. What do you want to be? Delicious. Delicious. Okay. Good for you. Healthy. Healthy. <laughs> I want to be healthy. Caffeinated. Be Caffeinated. <laughs> That's a great question. Mm. Like in this in this scenario, is whatever's blood I'm drinking dead, or is oh. it just like it I have to be blood? It have to be blood. Um, and in this scenario, you have a Vitamix too. Oh, so oh. you can make it like that's so can, much less you morbid. You can goosh it up. Yeah, that expands the possibilities. So this is if I consume anything. You're saying yeah to gain its properties. Yes. Okay. Well, this changes things. You have yeah. to be able to drink it, but it has to be Vitamixable, so blendable. Yeah. So okay. Blendable. So, so can't, you can't say wood. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can't okay, have, like, okay, okay. A brick or something. Got no. it, got it, got it, got it. Can't drink a brick. Can't drink a brick. Can't drink, can't drink, can't drink a brick. So theoretically, you're saying like owl. I, owl? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd puree yeah. an owl. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Why? Well, think about it. Night vision, flight, Very able cool. to turn my head 180 degrees up to 360 degrees. Admired by all. Beautiful feathers. Also, there's a porcelain owl over there. <laughs> and that's what leapt to my mind. <laughs> you could have you seen there's the pig. There's inside that owl. Okay, but I don't want to be like a pig. I'm just saying, you could have seen it, and that could have been your first thing off the top of your head. Count yourself lucky. Well, okay, thank you. That's true. <laughs> you wouldn't have a pork smoothie? Mm-hmm. I would not. But my question was going to be, for clarification, <laughs> what? I called you a food snob. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Mazio. I am. Uh, the term is gourmand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> gourmand. Oh, I see the disdain in her face and hear it in her voice. Yeah, for those of you who can't see, which is everyone else, <laughs> Jackie. Uh... Have you ever seen the Muppet Show? In you know, you know those two heckling Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, she looks like Statler. Yeah, that's yep. that's that's devastatingly accurate. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I have a gift. From all those owls I drink. She's not happy with me right now. <laughs> I think I just got bumped down like another five spots. <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. So what was your question actually going no, to No, I just wanted, for clarification purposes, but I think I have it now. Theoretically, and this isn't my choice, if I were to drink a, a pureed fish, I, I'd be able to like swim. You can't swim yeah. already? I cannot swim. Okay. You know, you can just learn how to swim. You I don't know, need to I drink know. fish. I, it was it was a low stakes question for clarification sure. purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my actual choice. How many Ryan Lock jeans do you have to drink before you can swim? <laughs> just one, but after that, you're not going to want to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much Michael Phelps piss do I have to chug here? <laughs> Why we only drink his pee, but we have to grind up Ryan Lochte? <laughs> I don't know. You guys I mean, came with a scenario. I'm just saying, I think like just in terms of concentrated swimming power, we all know who's got the, the you know, who who, we, who you need to really like. Who's the best? Who's the best? That's you know, I'm just saying in terms of sheer swimming power, one pint of Michael Phelps piss is probably equivalent to that guy's like hand. Mm. But you probably <laughs> want like some of the cool guy charm of Ryan Lochte. My, Michael Phelps is... A cooler guy than Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte was uh, suspended yeah. multiple times yeah. for uh, a lesser charge of the uh, use of an IV, like last year, and then a couple years before that, lying about being robbed in Brazil. Yeah. Wow. They, he and his buddies destroyed a gas station yep. in Brazil and then said they got robbed. And wow. uh, the the cops were like, "Your story doesn't check out." But don't you want bravado? <laughs> <laughs> So, what would you drink? I have bravado. <laughs> would you drink a lion to gain his bravado? No, my mane is already pretty great as it is. Yeah, That's true. Um, For listeners who can't see, Matsu's got good hair. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we all, all of our hair situations are great. Today, uh, Kate told me that my aesthetic is handsome, weed-selling musketeer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the weed part. Because uh, I have long curly hair. Honestly, she just looked at a bunch so of pictures of, of musketeers. <laughs> yeah, she looked at a bunch of pictures of musketeers, and he was like, "Yeah, all these dudes sell or smoke weed." <laughs> I guess we're now a, a cartel. Yeah. Yep, a weed cartel. Yeah. Uh, are you the Scarlet Pimpernel, Max? Is that is that what's happening here? I'll never tell. I'll never Scarlet Pimper tell. If I were to 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 drink something, mm-hmm. uh, that's a really tough question. Some sort of jungle cat. Uh, <laughs> by, by product. 
<laughs> like a leopard or a cheetah. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, one. Yeah. For their like tree climbing skill, apex predatorship. The speed. I style. The style would be great too. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I wonder what it'd be like to be able to move that fast on your own power. Mm. Mm, that'd be cool. Pretty good. I think I'd grow with a creeping vine. Oh. Creeping yeah. vine. Yeah, yeah. Get some determination. Ability to pull apart buildings. Pull apart buildings, strangle others. You, you already have stuff. Jackie. That last one, look in your heart. You've already got He's it. There, Jackie. But I need the determination part. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fair. Some stick to itiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have that too. Thank you. I guess my next question would be how many people have you strangled, Jackie? Because Ellen. I haven't worked up the courage. I'm having a hard time believing that. You know, you can also just like do some uh, some positivity affirmations. No, I want to eat a vine. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have to be either or. Yeah, you could do it both. But you'll find that the determination to kill was in your heart all along. The whole time. Mm -hmm. I am strong. I am determined. (laughs) I can kill. <laughs> I've known you a long time, Jackie, and I feel like statistically that would make me one of your first victims. <laughs> Just statistically, really. Just statistically. Just statistically. Maybe. Or actually, Noel should probably watch out. Oh. Yeah, I didn't say I'd be the first. No, I think I'm most likely to murder him, but I don't think he would be my first victim. Really? Mm. I feel like if you weren't, he might be hurt, like emotionally. Yeah, he'd be like, Jackie. I thought, uh, what am I even doing this for? I mean, first- Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Jackie, kill me. Oh, my God. Jackie, why are you stalking me yet? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. you. I've, heard, I've heard Noel say that almost verbatim. Yeah. That's not a joke. Yeah, Noel says that. That's and just then he Noel. Puts my hand on his throat. <laughs> I've seen that multiple times. He does it all the time. <laughs> I've been in the room, and he's. I just ignore it. Why is he like this? Oh, we love him, though. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh, Probably says something more about us though than him. Why are we like this? Oh, I'm broken. <laughs> oh. I don't know about you two. Mm. Well, I did start a history podcast, so yeah, I'm all fucked up inside. I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> Room for improvement, but yeah, doing yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, that's how it should be, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take a, a quick mid-roll break. Hi, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like us, why not drop us a review on iTunes or Stitcher? I will literally beg you for this every episode until you do it, and past then even. Uh, we love seeing good reviews. We love hearing from our fans. We love, you know, doing this. And it really helps us reach new people. Or why not just tell a friend, like, with your face mouth? That's also cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said face mouth. I saw your face mouth, Amancio, I'm widening in- into a smile. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter for updates and occasional jokes, uh, we're on at Twitter on at Anac Podcast. That's A-N-A-C Podcast. Uh, or you can email us at itsanachronismo at gmail.com. Uh, if you have like any stories you want us to check out, any things you want to share, any criticisms, uh, why not Why not drop us a line? Ba-ba-ba. We're also part of the Make Fun Network. Why not check out their other great shows like Top 5 of Death and This Rules, This Sucks, and anything else you'd like to, like to do. Before we get back to the show, uh, Amancio, do you have anything you want to uh, promote? I would. Uh, I'm sitting in a room with uh, improvisers, all very funny people. I also happen to be in an improv group called Riot Improv. We perform every Saturday at 8 in Roslindale, 5 Basil Street. Uh, for those of you in Roslindale looking for a good time, come check us out. Yeah. No, they're they're a fantastic team, and Roslindale's a beautiful town. It is. Yeah. It's near Boston. Yes. We're in Boston. Roslindale, yes. Massachusetts. Yeah. The greater Boston area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, is Roslindale a separate town, or is it part of Boston? It's... Technically, its own place. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. It's in the Greater Boston Metro, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So go go, go see Amancio every Saturday, 8 p.m. Don't be late. <laughs> or else. All right, let's get back to the show. Hi, weren't those three charming during the mid-roll? They seemed nice. They did. I yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> you said enough, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm going to take us away with Project A119, uh, where the United States wanted to nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. 
Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. I'm so excited to hear about this. Okay, so some quick background. Y'all almost certainly already know this, but just so we're all on the same page. So during the Cold War, Soviet Union launched Sputnik 1957. We all know about this. I know about Sputnik. I'll know about like yes. the whole fervor about like, space oh no, race. they're beating us in the space race. Sputnik <laughs> crisis, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Cool. Yep. Great. So that founded DARPA and NASA and the Armor Research Foundation, or ARF, uh, and the, at the Illinois Institute of Technology, which um, in 1949, well before this, uh, began studying the effects of nuclear explosions, continue, and those uh, continued until 1962, blah, blah, blah. But in 1958, inspired by the Sputnik crisis, ARF began researching the potential consequences of a nuclear explosion on the moon. But why the moon? Why the moon? Yeah, well, yes, lots of reasons, the actually. There was, um, well, there are a few things. Well, they wanted to, A, it would tell us a lot about uh, the effects of a nuclear explosion in a vacuum and about nu- nukes in general, about uh, the effects of nukes on the environment, which the uh, ARF w- was sort of founded to look at. Um, I didn't really cover that, but they wanted to look at long-term effects of nu- nuclear exposure on the environment and short-term effects. Uh, that's a whole thing. And, of course, it would actually tell us a lot about the structure of the moon. It would leave a lot of stuff for astronauts to look at that, came, that was, like, deep in the core of the moon if they ever got up there. And remember, this was 1958, so that was still a ways off in the future. Well, it would be visible, probably, from Earth, which would be a real big morale booster. Coming for you. Look what we did to this moon. Pretty much. Our ancestors um, have loved the moon forever. We don't care that much about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What do you um, think we do to you? Yeah. If we do this to things we love. <laughs> also, I think we think just blowing stuff up is cool. It is cool. Very true. Yeah. We're bang bang crazy in America. I know it sounds dirty, <laughs> but it's not. We love guns, we love explosions. I'm not I'm not comfortable with it, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. So the main ob- objective of this program was to cause a nuclear explosion that would be visible from Earth in order to boost the morale of the American people. And, you know, for the uh, secondary effects as well, uh, research that and that sort of thing. So at the time of the project's, like, pitching, uh, newspapers were reporting that the Soviet Union was planning to detonate a hydrogen bomb on the moon. So we had to we had to beat the Soviets to nuking the yeah, moon. <laughs> we had to do it first. <laughs> we got to nuke the moon before the Ruskies. Um <laughs> And according to press reports in late 1957, an anonymous source had divulged uh, to a Secret Service agent that the Soviets planned to commemorate the anniversary of the October Revolution by causing a nuclear explosion on the moon to coincide with a lunar eclipse on the 7th of November. That would be nuts. Mm -hmm. Through the fireworks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, On the dark side of the Terminator. So the dark side of the moon, full lunar eclipse. Looking at looking, everyone's looking at the moon for the eclipse. Boom! Very visible nuclear explosion. Yeah. Fucking rad. People are insane. <laughs> I'd we're, watch it. We're the we're the dumbest species. Of course, I would watch it. Uh, but we're insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was also uh, some worry. So this was so. Um, so yeah, did, was anyone worried? Yes, there was some worry that a failure to hit the moon would result in the missile returning to Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, from both sides, but just not like let's not blow up the moon. <laughs> not no. Well, <laughs> they got. I mean, obviously they got there because we didn't nuke the moon, right? But initially it was. We like, thought about we're we're thinking pretty hard about nuking the moon. This could boomerang back to us if we don't get it right. Oh, we just got to get it right then. What if we <laughs> knock the moon into the planet? <laughs> uh, we're so dumb. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. There. There was some actual thought behind this. This wasn't just a bunch of idiots in a room yelling at each other to nuke the moon. Um, there was a 10-member research team led by Leonard Riffle at the uh, Illinois Institute of Technology to study this and to study its potential of, uh, benefits and implications and, of course, risks. Among the members of the research team were the astro- astronomer Gerard Cooper, who you may know from the Cooper Belt. No, I did not know so, that. Uh, do you know Cooper Belt? It's a... Uh, I've heard that term. It's a belt of uh, asteroids. He's a famous astronomer. It's fine. And his doctoral student, you'll know this guy. Okay. Who do you think was working on nuking the moon and the effects thereof? Beloved by American people 
Jim Henson. No. <laughs> no, Kerm- no, Jim Henson wasn't putting together a little Muppet show of Kermit being like, this is how we nuke the moon. Hey! <laughs> People need creative outlets when you're doing science. You're right. Mm. We're going to launch Gonzo at the moon. <laughs> I mean, they are always launching them out of cannons. It's true. It's true. Monsieur, do you have a guess? I-, I think I need a little more to go on. Neil Armstrong. Getting closer, but no. John Glenn. No, not an astronaut. Oh. Is an astrophysicist. A famous, beloved astrophysicist. Give up? Einstein? No. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. I'm joking. Mr. Uh, Carl Sagan. Really? Worked on this project. He was responsible for the mathematical production of the expansion of a dust cloud in space around the moon. To see if it would, in fact, be visible is from he, Earth. Is he beloved? Yeah. Yeah, Carl Sagan is universally beloved. I don't know who that is. What? Cosmos? Pale Blue Dots? Never seen one of the One of the most, no, I've seen one Cosmos. Of the most famous science presenters and writers. I've seen Cosmos. In America? Never heard of it. I didn't, <laughs> enlightened I, many, brought the love of science and joy to people's hearts. I didn't know he was universally wrote, beloved. Wrote, wrote The Demon Haunted World, Science is a Candle in the Dark. Still don't know wrote what Cos- any of those Oh, my God. Cosmos is all Fucking. I got. What? All I got is Cosmos. I've heard of Cosmos. Okay. Jesus Christ. I've heard his name before. It's Carl fucking know. Sagan. It's some dude. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'm hearing here. So, Why are you doing this to me, Jackie? I'm so upset. I'm so upset about this. <laughs> I, I, honest, I didn't know he was universal. Dragons beloved. of Eden? Nope. It's about, the type of no. thing is about language? Cosmos. Nope. I'm telling you. That's... That's Cosmos. it. That's what I've heard of. That, Contact. You wrote Contact. You know the movie Contact? You wrote the book. It's based on. Oh. No. I didn't like Contact. I haven't heard of the movie or the book. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'm doing a bit right now. I'm not. He's a hero of mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> he, he is so disappointed in both of us. He also is a proponent of uh, recreational and medical marijuana. He I haven't heard of it. He wrote underneath the pseudonym Mr. X. Uh, oh, that was him? That was him. I've heard of Mr. X. Very briefly heard of Mr. So X. I've yeah, that's Carl Sagan. I've heard of him in of this his. context. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that one. How... I'm so fucking disappointed <laughs> in both of you. I, I know, I just said that. My high school didn't have physics, guys. What? We didn't have space class. Mine did. We never it's talked fine. about Sagan, though. It's all fine. Good science writer. Inspiring, one might say. You're so angry. So, did he determine that you could see the dust yeah, cloud? Yeah, he determined you could see the dust cloud from Earth. And that it wouldn't interact with our atmosphere and cook our planet, which they were worried about. <laughs> do you need a, At least someone was worried. Do you need a moment? No, I'm fine. I'm just going to go forward with this. <laughs> so, they originally considered using a right. hydrogen bomb for the project. They thought it'd be, it would be too heavy to get on a missile and it wouldn't be able to get there. And then uh, they decided to use a W-25 warhead, which was small and light, but a 1.7 kiloton yield, which, uh, in contrast, you know Little Boy, the bomb they dropped on uh, Hiroshima? Yes. That was uh, 13 to 18 kilotons. So pretty small missile, pretty small nuclear missile, pretty small nuclear warhead. Not a big deal, like Carl Sagan was. (laughs) Anyway, they were going to blow up the dark side of the moon, (laughs) and the dust cloud from the explosion would be lit by the sun and therefore visible from the Earth. And ICBMs would have made it feasible by 1959. Anyway, the Air Force canceled it. Why? <laughs> yes, why? Out of a fear of a negative public reaction. Yeah. People yeah. wouldn't like seeing the moon getting blown up. People like, like in the that moon. Mr. Show st- yeah. sketch. And also risk to the population. I'm sorry, Mr. Show? Yeah. Mr. Show? You don't know Mr. Show? No, I'm kidding. I know Mr. Okay, Show. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> they have a sketch about blowing up the moon. It's pretty good. I've never seen that sketch. It's a good, it's a good sketch. What about you heard of Mr. Show, but not Carl Sagan, huh? No, I, I mean, I guess that's fair. I told you, Cosmos, I, I've heard okay. of. Mr. X, I didn't know that was him, though. Yeah, that was him. Italo Calvino wrote a so- short story about the moon, and it's delightful. I know that name, but I don't really know who that is. So another reason they decided not to do it was because they were worried about <laughs> the militarization of space, and it would start a space arms race. Also, that the implications of nuclear fallout for future lunar research and colonization. They didn't want to give astronauts, you know, cancer. So, yeah. More cancer. I'm confused about why they didn't... Why a nuke? I don't know. I why, like, why would they nuke the moon? I feel like there are better ways to get samples of the moon. 
Right. Than nuking the moon. Yes, which is why they sent astronauts there, Jackie. Exactly. That's why they canceled the project. But why was that not their first choice? Because you don't need to feed and air a missile. But how are they? And astronauts aren't visible from Earth. Were they hoping the chunks would fall down on Earth and then they could collect it and study it? No, no. The plan was like for future missions with astronauts. Oh. Yeah, to collect it. So as far as like going back to the militarization of space, do you mean like Star Wars? Yeah, like Star Wars, like that Reagan proposed, yeah. that idiot project. So you know how I was talking about, you know, oh, this anonymous source of the Soviet project that also wanted to nuke the moon? Was it fake? It was real. It was real? <laughs> it was real. They did also plan to nuke the moon. Everyone is so dumb! <laughs> but they did it in response to the U.S. project, not ahead of it. <laughs> Why is everyone so dumb? But they did have a different different plan to it. It was a, it was a four-step process. With, it was called Project E. Project E1 was to reach the moon. Okay. E2 and E3 involved sending a probe around to the far side of the moon to take a series of photographs to See, the surface. That makes much more sense. Take it, pictures yeah. before you blow it up. And then the right. final stage, E4, is to be a nuclear strike on the moon. These people, I I don't get it. But this, and so they, you know, so they abandoned these projects for various reasons. And then the signing of the Partial Nuclear Test Ban Treaty in 1963, and my favorite treaty, the Outer Space Treaty in 1967, <laughs> uh, agreed that all signals to it would no longer explore explore the. It specifically had language to say all signatories of this treaty will not explore nuking the moon. Who hasn't signed it? Um. SpaceX. SpaceX has SpaceX. not signed it. SpaceX <laughs> is going to nuke the moon, but it will be considered a war crime. Um, well, he's done worse. It's true. Than a war crime? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I'm just being antagonistic. <laughs> so. Don't sue. The moon. <laughs> Elon Musk. Uh I would, I, Elon Musk would fucking sue the moon. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. I was, I was talking about anachronismo. Oh, yeah, don't sue anachronismo either. But you fucking would, Elon Musk. He would. He would. He's a terrible man. Awful human being. I think he's fine. And he wouldn't sue, right? No. He would sue. He, he sucks. He wouldn't sue, though, right? No, he would sue. He wouldn't, though? He would absolutely sue. He's going to sue us. He ever finds out about this? I'm trying to help you here. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. you're trying to I'm trying to butter him up. Stick stick to your guns, though. No, you, no, no. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I respect that. Shove a stick of butter up your ass and cook yourself inside of a horse. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna cut that last one out. I mean, in that. No, we're, it made we're it moving sound past like it. It was his choice. <laughs> <laughs> cook yourself. Yeah, no, that's what he should do. Make the choice. Stick a. Thing of butter up yeah. your butt. We're gonna... It's not someone else will stick a thing of right. butter up your yeah, no. butt. I'm, I'm to him. cutting all the references to the stick of butter out. So we can talk about this. <laughs> it's just would, not going to make it in. Who would who would sew him into the horse, though? Would it be garlic butter? Would Grimes do it? Yeah, Grimes would do it. She'd do a lot of emojis about it, though. Oh, maybe his first wife? Is Grimes his first wife? Grimes? No, he, no they, they broke up. Good for Grimes. Respect yourself. Has he been married twice or just the once? I don't. I don't care enough about Elon Musk to know. I think just except the through, through through pure boiling hatred. Mm. No, that's fair. Yeah, he's not great. No, he's a pretty bad dude. So the existence of Project A One Nineteen was actually a secret until the mid nineteen nineties, when and it's still technically classified. But in the mid nineteen nineties, writer K. A. Davidson discovered the story while researching the life of Carl Sagan for a biography. Uh, Sagan's involvement with the project was apparent from his application for an academic scholarship at the University of California and at Berkeley's Miller Institute in 1959. And in the application, Sagan gave details of the project research, which Davidson felt constituted a violation of national security. I mean, wasn't it? If it was classified. It was. It is. Um, The leak consisted of Sagan revealing the titles of two classified papers in the A119 project. The 1958 paper, Possible Contributions of Lunar Nuclear Weapons Detonations to the Solution of Some Problems in Planetary Astronomy. And the 1959 paper, Radiological Contamination of the Moon by Nuclear Weapons Detonations. Oh, those titles yeah. tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> they are, they are not, not subtle. around. No. And that's why uh, proposal reviewers should sign uh, NDAs. Yeah. That's why. What's the CDA stand for? Can't do 
the a moon. <laughs> Silent M. <laughs> a moon. No, it's one word. A moon. Um, I don't know. Confidential, confidential disclosure agreement, maybe. I don't know. I've only Carl Sagan. I have said the phrase CDA at least three times today at work, and I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> wow, Jackie. 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 Confidential discussion agreement. Mm. I mean, I've got a blind spot for acronyms personally. You, you tell us. Yeah. I like acronyms, just in general. Yeah, hit me up with some bad acronyms you like. Scuba. That's pretty good. What's it stand for? Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Nice. What's another one? I thought you liked these. I do, but NAFTA. I NAFTA. Flotus. <laughs> Flotus. <laughs> that actually is a great one. I didn't know those were acronyms for a while. SCOTUS, mm. FLOTUS. I was like, what is What are you saying? I don't understand. Flo- uh, FLOTUS uh, sounds like Naft a, a hip-hop band to me. Yes, it does. Yeah. There is a, I think they're a duo, a rap duo called the Flowbots. That's them. So. Uh, and Handlebars. Ha- yes. Love that song. That song's about 10 years old. So good. Fant- it doesn't feel like it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great, great song. So. The resulting biography, Carl Sagan, A Life, was published in 1999, and shortly after, a review published in Nature highlighted the discovery that that information was leaked and confidential, <laughs> leading to Rifle, the head of the project, breaking his anonymity and writing a letter to the journal confirming that Sagan's activity had at the time been considered a breach in the confidentiality of the project, and he even took the opportunity to reveal details of the studies, and with his statements being widely reported in the media, though the U.S. government denied it. Wouldn't that also be a breach, or is it just like the seal's broken? Let's... There's there there's official stance is the United States government can neither confirm nor deny that these uh, that the, if these studies took place. But several guys got jobs based off of this. <laughs> Are uh, they in cahoots? Are they both lying? Hard to say. Who do you trust? Is there a cat Carl going crazy? Sagan or the government? <laughs> we don't even know who he is. Uh, <laughs> it's Carl Sagan. Brought the magic of science with generations. Anyway. Looks like it dies with us. <laughs> Rifle's public admission of the project was accompanied by his denouncement of the work carried out with a scientist noting that he was horrified that such a gesture to sway public opinion was ever considered and said it severely endangered the sheer romance of one small step for man, one giant leap for I just, mankind. I, I, again, I feel like he also broke confidentiality. Unless... Uh, he that, did, yes. That's his concern, that it ruins the romance? Yeah, of the moon. What? And also, you know, horrified that it, such a gesture to sway public opinion was ever considered, etc. Honestly, it's it's a farce all the way through. Yeah. This... Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. We don't have enough horses to do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so the moon in millions of horses. I meant kill everyone, but we don't have enough horses for that. <laughs> not uh, right now. Not yet. That's true. We got to breed them. Yeah. If, if we started right now. We could breed those horses. Maybe a couple hundred years yeah, from we now. We have enough just... horses. I mean, it will already be gone. Yeah, but the horses will remain. And the missile launches containing them. <laughs> the robots we constructed to, <laughs> to cut them open and sew them together into one giant horse oven. <laughs> it will all remain. And when future aliens find our world, they will remember our name and they will shake their damn heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least no one was bathing in blood. No, at least there's that. What would you want to be visible from the moon to the earth? Farts. <laughs> <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> Pretty fun to watch movies on the moon, uh-huh. but I know for sure it'll just turn into commercials. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. Don't commercialize the moon. Nuke it first. I mean, that was the off top of my head answer, which I'm 100. percent Yeah, no, that was the right proud answer. of. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't know if I was supposed to think about it, but you can do whatever you want. Then I'm happy. There we go. Or what if, in honor of Carl Sagan, we just put a portrait of him on the moon? I would be in favor of that. And then we could all learn about. How him. could you tell? Oh, there's already a man. On the moon. I see. I see. That's a good joke. I thought it was that you wouldn't recognize who it was. We could put anyone up there. Both. I would know. Both. I know what Carl Yeah, Sagan no, I was asking like. specifically how would Jackie know. Oh. 
And it's like, oh, the moon man. Yeah, we all know the moon <laughs> yeah, man. man and the moon. Yeah. That was, a, that was a two-part joke. I'm working on two levels tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty deep. Farts. Farts. <laughs> Three levels tonight. I mean, honestly, the moon nuke would probably look like a fart because it's a big old dust cloud. Right? <laughs> Well, they ex- explicitly didn't want to land it in a crater because then it wouldn't be visible. So it wouldn't be quite enough like a fart unless you used a much larger uh, warhead. I mean, I'm 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 getting turned around on this. I think we missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Max? Do you have an answer to that question? Purified owl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would that entail? Pure- Just like a, a hose of pureed owl getting squirted on the moon. <laughs> 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 uh, thanks porcelain owl you saved me again uh, well that's gonna do it for us tonight uh, uh, thank you again so much for joining us Amancio thank uh, you we really loved having you yes hopefully yeah. I'm still in the top ten as far as that list goes you're definitely no, in the fir- you're definitely in the first ten <laughs> You're in the first 10, and I was going to say, you're also in the special group of repeat people. Yep. Um, but there are also two people ahead of you on that. <laughs> yep. On that list. Yeah, that's Kate and Fooey. Yeah. 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 So, sorry, Matsu. You are. Always the second bridesmaid. <laughs> you're a real. Hey, at least I'm in the wedding party. <laughs> you're a real. Uh, what was the name of the third man on the moon? No one knows. No one knows. You're definitely not Neil Armstrong no. or Buzz Aldrin, though. What was that guy's name? Glenn Beck? No. No. <laughs> no. Glenn something. Glenn Moonman. You're not you're not thinking of John Glenn, are you? John Glenn. Anyway. Was he the I, not, I don't know. Thank, I need to check. <laughs> I don't know who's been on the moon. We'll, I need to I need to check. We'll do a fact check and get back to you next time. Uh, until then, I'm Max. <laughs> I'm Jackie. I'm Amancio. And this has been Anachronismo. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. Nuke the moon. moon. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by Make Fun Network.